Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Chatting Creative Arts Podcasts. It's really great to have you all here again today. And today I am talking to the incredible Ananda Horton. Hi, Ananda. Hi, Julia. (laughs) Now, Ananda is a PEO with the primary curriculum team here at um, Curriculum Early Years and Primary Learners. And she is an absolute expert in formative assessment, plus a self-confessed Dylan William fangirl. (laughs) (laughs) We're super excited to hear Ananda's thoughts all about assessment. Now, obviously, our focus is creative arts, but Ananda's focus is definitely on formative assessment just all round. So it'll be really interesting to get her perspective. And then we can use that to shape some of our thinking about assessment in creative arts. So, Amanda, welcome. Thank you. Lovely to have you today. Now, um, I think maybe if we could just start by you telling us a little bit about your interest in the arts and arts education, first and foremost, because obviously that's why we're here. Um, And just tell us a little bit about your opinion of the arts and why it means so much to you as well. Okay. Thanks, Julia. So, um, creative arts is a, a real passion area for me um and interestingly enough you know spending a lot of time with formative assessment with my class practice and with um school leadership and then coming into a team that was very curriculum focused um was quite an interesting pathway for me um curriculum what i love there's a sentiment about curriculum and a, and a really um rich curriculum and what it provides for students what I love about that is is this notion of providing students with an opportunity to view the world in different ways through mm-hmm. different lenses and through those disciplines and for me what the creative arts offers our children is um, such a rich and unique way of looking at the world my husband is a um, a really established um, sculptor and so for many years I've um, listened you know, to him talking with colleagues and talking about the famous Dave Horton here. I am. (laughs) (laughs) So he's, you know, and and I find it a privilege to to hear um conversations and explorations of of life and the world through the art, um, through the eyes of artists. And I, I think it's a really important um element of our society. To, to view things and to talk about things um, in, in different ways. Um, and I was incredibly proud when my son chose three, you know, drama, art and music for HSC. I was, I couldn't have been more delighted. Um, I just, I find the value of the arts is just so important. Um, and particularly now when we have so much happening with, um, you know, technology and um Oh, you know, just changing workforces, changing technologies, changing social medias. Um, you know, yeah. the arts more and more has its has its place to shine. I think absolutely. And you know, you're you're really focusing there on a lot of well being aspects that the arts does so so well. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Um, so I guess you've sort of explained really why the arts does mean so much to you but how do you feel like it's influenced your life you've talked about your family but not so much about you so tell us a bit about you and how the arts has influenced you um well uh like for me as for me as a as a teacher it brought much joy (laughs) yeah i just i loved exploring with students 
through, you know, visual arts and music and dance and drama. So it brought a lot of joy, joy for me working with students. Um, but for me, um, who I am as an individual, um, I think it's been it's it's been a really powerful component of my life. Um, some of my earliest memories are going to the art gallery with my parents and um and, and and some of the earliest memories I have are my, are my dad, you know, reading me um, verses out of really rich, like War and Peace. He used to wow. he used to read me these fragments from War and Peace and just oh, really encouraged this behaviour to stop and think and listen and observe what's around you. And uh-huh. I think it was Elliot Gruner's painting of the cows on the very fresh meadow yeah. Uh, that's hanging at the Outgar in New South Wales was always a, one of those pause moments, you know, look look at this, really look at this and really look at how fresh this is and what the artist has been able to capture here. So it's been a very uh, nourishing part of my life. Music in particular, huge, you know, most of my life can be characterised like most people around what music yes. you were listening at what time and and how it helped you get through, you know. It's so, amazing, isn't it? And it can transcend you back in time and place to where you were when you first heard that and, you know, oh, it's amazing, really. Yeah. I had a strong, um, a strong, um, uh, you know, I was fed strongly with the Beatles from before I can mm-hmm. even have a memory, so... <laughs> It's well, just it's a there. great place to start. That's fantastic. Yes. <laughs> wow. And their lyrics are just incredible. Every time I hear them, I hear something new and, oh, it's amazing. And the fact that you still remember those melodies. Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, uh, a, um, a routine that I have with my family is the before COVID, the, bo- the bootleg Beatles. The, bo- the bootleg Beatles um, come out each year. And we go with my sons and with my parents. So it's this beautiful intergenerational experience, you know, of live music and of the joy of the Beatles. And I think that's what the arts can bring, you know, this kind of real connection and real joy. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those intimate little stories. That's lovely. Um, So, well, we now know that you're really passionate about the arts, but I also happen to know that you're very passionate about formative (laughs) assessment. So can you explain why you think formative assessment is so important? I will do my best. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Formative assessment, I think when when I really came across it and really started to understand it, it was like a huge light bulb went off for me. And I think... Every teacher makes decisions and works incredibly hard to do the best that they can for their students. And coming across formative assessment, it just really energised me because I could see how challenging my practice and really adopting these new strategies and um, understandings about learning was really pushing me more and more into a really authentic look at what students could do. It It was just taking me... It was just taking me so much closer to really feeling like I could see what my students and all of my students could do. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you've just told everybody that formative assessment changed your life. And you told me that, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I guess. And I found that really intriguing. 
So what can you tell me about that experience and the ways in which you were guided through this process? Yeah, sure. So um, for me, when I, I mean, I, I was leading a maths initiative at school and we really wanted to dive into differentiation. And I reached out and was talking with an advisor at the time and she said, look, it's really hard to point you into um, really rich examples of differentiation. She said, but I'm going to give you a book to read. And she gave me, she told me to read Dylan Williams' um, Embedded Formative Assessment. And I was like, at the time, thanks. <laughs> I, was asking I believe for. you did that to me as well. So there you go. <laughs> I, I do like to spread, I do like to spread the experience. But yep. it, it's, it was palpable the change it had on me, particularly as a, like obviously as a teacher to begin with. And it was a real, it was the cognitive shift that took place. Teaching oh. became more tiring. Because I was, I was looking for these opportunities throughout my day in a way that I never had before, these opportunities to really understand the evidence of learning. Um, what could I elicit from my students? How, how did I know? I didn't really understand before I engaged with this. I didn't, I didn't know that standing up with my intentions for their learning was different on how they were receiving it. So I, I could think that I was being clear and explicit mm -hmm. and that my lesson was very clear. Mm -hmm. But formative assessment gave me this lens where it was, it was let's look more carefully, let's listen more carefully, let's provide the students with a different opportunity to engage with me and to share their learning. And, um, and through that process of learning about formative assessment, I... I it became a home skill of then knowing, well, where's their next learning going to? And so it made me unpack learning on another level as well. And it was interesting insights like how powerful language is and the terminology, you know, equipping students with the language for their learning was a critical element for them to be able to share with me they're learning in their own words and what they were really taking from the process and from the experiences that I was giving them. Can you give me an example of that? Just unpack that a tiny little bit further. Um, so I guess on a, on a practical level, I think maths comes to mind in the math syllabus. Yes, that's great. And in particular, early stage one has particular terminology. And yep. I always found that interesting working with um, beginning students because um, it was always something that you you had to kind of draw people's attention into the breaking down of the language, so that young children were were beginning you know at an entry point with their understanding, and then these the terminology in maths changes over time uh -huh. as their sophistication with those concepts changes, and so um, you know it's 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 formative assessment is very much around language. So when you're talking about learning intentions with these, I mean kindergarten was a joy for me. Talking about learning intentions with with um, kindergarten, you had to make sure that you were drawing on the right terminology from the syllabus. But then you also, it was a skill in breaking it down with the students so that they could really understand it. And then they could say, it was, the, it was honestly the most joyful thing. We created a video to share with schools in our area around formative assessment. And I had some little people in my class that um, I was talking to to kind of illustrate you know, the learning intentions and the learning. And it was beautiful timing. When we were videoing, one of the little people um, said to me, oh, Mrs. Hodden, I got my learning goal. 
<laughs> I, I can say, you know, six different ways, you know, and they could just clearly, naturally explain it to me and, and the sense of joy that they had achieved it. So it was a real indication to me that they understood what it was that they were pushing for and they were pushing themselves inside to be able to achieve that. And then mm-hmm. they had that language to then explain to me what it was that they had learned and what they were getting joy from. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So your eyes are just lighting up when you, you know, when you talk about Dylan William, when you just talked about that beautiful kindergarten child then, I mean, our listeners can't see your face, but your face was a glow. And I just got so excited hearing about what you were talking about then. So take us back a little step further about Dylan William. So why is he so important to you and what should we all know about his work? So you've given us a beautiful mathematics example. Can you give us a few more perhaps? Um, so, well, Dylan, I mean, Dylan William is, it was he was the original um, researcher that I engaged with. And as I said to you, it was a light bulb moment. It was a real shift in my teaching practice. And to be honest, it's actually changed the way I am professionally because I, I over time, I, I look for these opportunities for growth and I, and I look more carefully and listen more carefully to try and find the evidence of what's around me and what's happening and then try and, you know, bring that into my next directions and things. It's very much become a way of being for mm. me. Yeah. Um, but he he just he he pushes my thinking. I've seen him. I will take any opportunity I can to go and um, see him <laughs> present. He pushes my thinking, and um, I just feel a lot of confidence in the research that he does um, and the research that he draws upon. And so that's why I have really enjoyed taking the journey with him, um, and he, like obviously with his work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He did actually point out recently when I heard him talking that drama was possibly the most important key learning area. Well, it was fascinating. Very interesting. Yeah, it was fascinating research that he was drawing upon um, where they backward mapped the skills that employers were looking for from students um, leaving year 12. And the subject that mapped to most of those skills was actually drama. Um, And so it's, it's... Engaging with his work, he also does fantastic work about leadership in education mm-hmm. um, and leading for real change with students. Um, and so I find it very challenge. It challenges me. But the main, the the joy, it, the joy of what it unlocked for me was profound. And and really, at a very basic level, it unlocked my understanding of how to um, work with and teach children. Mm-hmm. It gave me confidence mm-hmm. to um, really feel that I understood what was happening for those students. And, I mean, one of the most beautiful um, phrases I've heard um, from Dylan William is that formative assessment is really essentially about making the students' voices louder and the teachers listening stronger. And and in a really simple way, that's what it is. You know, it's, yeah, it's that's beautiful. Looking, I love it. To me, it just captures it at, at its essence. It's not about checklists. It's not about keeping all of those um, responses that the children might give you. 
It's about drawing what you can out of what you're looking and listening to and experiencing with your students and then having a deep understanding of your curriculum, your syllabus and the understanding of how those skills build to then know what to do with that. And I think it was that power, like it it was the strength that it gave me because I felt at any point in time a teacher could, a parent could come to me Mm -hmm. and they they could ask me something and I knew I knew I had extensive processes in place that even if I couldn't speak to it right at that point in time, I could lift out my anecdotal notes and all of my processes that I had and the the moments of pause that I had in their workbooks. Um, I felt so connected to the students' learning that I felt any parent that came to me, I could draw upon something and tell them exactly what that student was doing at that time and it really, really helped me unlock the, the celebration and the small wins for the little people in my class who were taking mm. longer to learn because well, I could actually, really see that granular level, you know. Yeah, no, that's great. And you actually have described to me in the past those incredible changes that you've experienced um, in your students' results but also in the relationships with parents and school leaders. So I think you've answered that a little bit there. So is there anything else that you could add to that or...? No, I just found with staff that I worked with with formative assessment, I think it really resonated for people that it was about their personal teaching journey and investing in the time and reflecting on their practice and chipping away at these automated behaviours that we have as teachers and and challenging in in small steps. Um, People, it resonated for teachers um, that it was was building and strengthening their long-term teaching practice. It wasn't something that was going to be pushed around with a change of syllabus or with a change of um, strategic school plans. It was really investing in your time as a teacher and the impact that you have with your students. And that really resonated for people. That kind of, um, it's an investment into something that, um, you know, travels across educational change. And it sits at the very heart of, of our students and that's why I think people really, it really resonated for people. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so I, I think I'm just going to bring it back a little bit to the arts in a sort of a way. Um, can you give us a visual image? I've got one in my mind that I think of when I think of formative assessment, but have you got something in your mind that could drive our thinking about you know, formative assessment over the years, that sort of thing, something that might help people out there to remember what formative assessment is, how it works, that kind of stuff. That is very challenging um, because I guess for me it's that sentiment around it makes the students' voices louder. I know that's not visual, Mm. but for me that really cuts to the heart of what formative assessment is and I think Mm -hmm. keeps us focused on one of the critical one of the critical um, changes for me or observations were, and I know this isn't a visual, um, or maybe it could be a visual. Mm. <laughs> so okay, I, I, before, <laughs> before my formative assessment journey really took hold, once yeah. I started to open up that understanding of formative assessment and really start to think about, hey, I thought I was being explicit, but in actual fact, I, I think I was just clearly telling the students something, but I wasn't really digging deeper into something that was explicit and I wasn't checking if their understanding was matching my understanding. 
Um, and I really felt like before I was working so hard, I was trying so hard, but in some ways I was a little bit more like a, a circus master. I was more of an activities. Uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. It was more yep. that I was delivering and, 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 and they were yep. fabulous activities. Like, honestly, some of the most joyful things that I've done were done with the best interest with the syllabus. I was addressing the syllabus. Um, for me, formative assessment moved me from that kind of curation of mm -hmm. activities and, and learning um, sequences, and it just took me to a whole other level where I could just go that a little bit deeper, and it was really reaching into that student voice and, and their, connect, their connectivity to the learning that we were doing. So it, it really shifted me from a kind of activities focus. And as I said, it, it wasn't um, educationally bankrupt or anything. It just, yeah, you know, it was, I was working hard. Um. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody would go in there thinking that they're doing the wrong thing, but it's just shifting that focus a little bit. I mean, I, a few people have said a few little things and I've captured those quotes, like everything we teach is accessible or is assessing. Um, and then the imagery of an aeroplane flight where a, an aeroplane can't go all the way around the world without doing a few stopovers on the way, yeah. check-ins, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. sort of images have always really helped me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very visual person. Um, all right, look, Ananda, we're going to wrap it up now, but I'm going to finish with one little last little question. So... The two worlds have collided, firstly, why the arts are so important for our students, and then with that in mind, what we can take away from what you've shared with us about formative assessment. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with us just as a parting thought before we go? No, I, I mean, I kind of, I find the challenge of formative assessment in the arts is a really um, interesting challenge mm. um, because we're not uh, we're talking we're talking about that engagement with the learning while students are progressing through the process yes and and it's not the end product um, and the end product can give you evidence of learning but it's all of those little um, moments along the way that help us to understand like if you're lifting out the student voice throughout their learning, um, if you're making observations, um, you, are, you are watching the students as they are engaging through the process and building the language. Um, and it gives, that, that's a rich source for your understanding of how the students are going through their, you know, creative arts lessons. Um, and I guess that's the challenge because quite often our engagement with creative arts is seeing an end product. You know, it's going to a play or it's seeing music on a stage or it's seeing an artwork that's finished. But it's that that powerful stuff that's happening as people are in the throes of that creation. Yep. And, look, you've absolutely summed it up and that's something that we've talked about in other podcasts, actually. The product versus process thing with the arts is huge. And a lot of people will rely on that end product as being their accessible item without sort of thinking about that whole process along the way, lifting out the student voice. I love that. That's beautiful. And getting back to that aeroplane. It's all those little things that are going on along the way, all those little stopovers. It's not about that end destination. It's about all the little stopovers in between and that whole process, not just the product. 
Yeah, that's right. Thank you for explicitly pointing that out. If we get nothing else out of this, that's the golden <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, what a shame people have to get to the end to hear it. <laughs> Everything else they've learned along the way is also magnificent. <laughs> so on that note, speaking of fantastic things and finishing up, um, thank you so much for sharing your journey on formative assessment with us, Ananda. It's been fabulous to chat with you today. Uh, you are welcome. Any chance I get to talk about formative assessment and when I get to talk about the arts, it's just a, a happy place for me. <laughs> Fantastic. And anybody listening today, please make sure you subscribe to these podcasts. So Chatting Creative Arts, you can find us on Spotify. And there's super, so keep listening and there will be more coming about formative assessment and assessment in the arts in general and just the arts in general. So thank you again, Ananda Horton. It's been lovely to chat with you today. Absolute pleasure, Julia. Thank you so much.